0: Welcome to the Rocky and Ricey Show, everyone. Rolling on with the championship previews. We got the NFC Championship. It's the third time... That's not a rubber match this time because the Niners swept the Rams the first um, in the regular season. So this time we'll have uh, the third time that the Niners and Rams will face off. Obviously, the last time those two teams played, one of the most entertaining games of the regular season. The Niners were able to climb out of a 17-point deficit to win in overtime. A lot of people were saying there, right, like similar situation to Chargers-Raiders. They they both gained essentially the same thing by, uh, by just tying, right? <laughs> and it didn't end up in that situation. But it was a very entertaining game, and we can only hope for something as entertaining as that this weekend. So let's get right into it, guys. And this is fascinating, because why is it that the Rams just cannot beat the Niners, right? They've lost them how many six, five five straight times now? Six in a row. Six straight six six straight times now. And 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 <laughs> Jimmy G is four and zero against Aaron against. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is zero four against the Niners in the playoffs, right? The Rams have lost to the Niners six straight times, and they just can't get over the hump. What is it, Yehuda? Why can't the Niners beat the Rams? Oh, why can't the Rams beat the Niners? What What, what
1: does Kyle Shanahan do? I, I don't know what he's doing because Kyle Shanahan for as great as he is and for as, as awesome as we, as we uh, think of him, he, um, you know, he still has a losing record right now, if not, maybe he's 500 now, but, but without Jimmy G fully healthy, like he was having some serious problems um, as a coach and he was even on the hot seat earlier this season, but, <laughs> but what when, when it comes to the Rams, like he he's just been absolutely owning in the past three years. I mean, two of those losses obviously were in 2019 when, when uh, the Rams didn't, uh, you know, Jared Goff was not playing very well, and the and the Niners were absolutely amazing. They went to the Super Bowl, but 2020, like the Rams were were a better team. The Niners didn't make the playoffs, and yet the Niners still get the win. And then this year, when we all expected the that that Monday Night matchup that actually turned their game around, turned their season around, the Niners' season, expected the Rams to to beat beat them down. They were a much better team. They're like six and one, seven and one, or something. and Then they just lay an absolute egg on Monday Night Football. So I don't know what it is. With nine rams i mean obviously it's divisional so there's gonna be there's gonna be uh some uh you know previous knowledge and you know you know how they play you know some of their schemes but the fact that they're oh and six that the Rams are oh and six and Sean McVay has barely beat the, the 49ers is very very concerning and now this is the most important matchup to go to the Super Bowl so it's gonna be exciting for sure and I'm I can't answer it for you. I honestly can't give you a um, a straight answer for why why uh, Sean McVay just Sean McVay doesn't seem to have any answers for uh, Kyle Shanahan and the Niners. I see. Shed any shed any light shed some light for
2: us, please. I I, I don't understand it either. <laughs> What's going on here? What what what, what is it? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you hit the spot though? But this is the game that matters. It doesn't matter what happened in the if, if, if the Rams never beat the 49ers in the history of the NFL, I don't care it yeah. comes down to this game. The Rams are the Rams are so hot. The 49ers they they're like it's like almost like you're like why are you even like they don't it's not that they don't deserve to be here. Everyone deserves to be here. The Bengals, the Chiefs, the, the, the they all deserve to be here as well. So no one doesn't deserve to be here besides the Rams a couple of years ago when they beat the Saints didn't deserve to be there. But yeah. other than that, other than that, you know, the Rams are supposed to be here and the 49ers are supposed to be here. So I don't know why. I don't care doesn't matter to me this is the game that matters um, and with the with i think the rams are going to win but but it's it's so interesting that it's a division rival i i, I don't know i like you who i'm sitting here kind of like i don't know and but to me it's, it's because it's the division and and this is it's like a circle to the 49ers like we need to beat the rams to show who we are and then like they, it's like their best games they just i don't know you can't answer yeah, that yeah i'm
0: I mean, one solution for this year, at least, is that Aaron Donald has been a non-factor in the first in the, in the, in the two games they played in the regular season. Three pressures in two games. He hasn't been getting to the quarterback at the rate that he normally does. We know he's the best defensive player, if not the best football player, right, in the league. So I can't imagine they're going to shut him down like that again. Listen, Trent Williams has been the single best offensive lineman in football this year, but... Aaron Donald's a guy that traditionally lines up as an interior defense defensive lineman. Mr. He's False not – He's not lining up Mr. False Start. That was not his fault. That was Jimmy G's fault, okay? <laughs> that was not his fault. And I discussed it. Jimmy G's got to wait for him to get set. But anyway, don't get me started on that. Um, <laughs> the Trent Williams is the best offensive lineman in football. He's not going up against Aaron Donald. Even if you double Aaron Donald, he's an interior lineman. And um, – that's why it's curious to me. Why was he such a non-factor? Which leads me to believe that w- w- this game he will be a bigger factor. Let's say he ups that pressure rate a little more. Let's say he gets four or five pressures, which he's, he's gotten 13 pressures in one game. This man's an absolute beast. So let's say he gets four or five pressures this game, gets a sack or two. Like now we're all of a sudden talking. It's going to be a lot more difficult for that, that, uh, that, that Niners offensive line, which is a lot stronger on the edges than it is – uh, in the trenches, so you know we can see them struggle certainly, and I think it just comes down to Kyle Shannon is so confusing for opposing offenses. Of like, how the heck did they beat the Packers last week? I don't think anyone knows how that happened either. Right? I mean, a couple of freak special teams plays. You had Rogers just you know, like like Meisty said, right? Like they got to like the forty yard line and then just stopped moving the ball down the field. Like, what happened? Well, I don't think we can explain it. Shanahan is a confusing man. He's confusing to find to to to, to figure out, and uh, he has a lot of confusing players. Like there's so many players on the Niners that they can do so much. with so many versatile players, use check. Except, aside from Debo Samuel, use check. Ayuk is a very tradi- is, is a very untraditional player. They can really do a lot with him. And then you obviously have the beast tight end Kittle and uh, great great offensive lineman on the edges to give him some time. So you know he doesn't just doesn't get generally have too many people coming up his blind spot. It's it's tough. It's tough to beat the Niners. It's tough to beat the Niners. But can the Rams do it a third time? That's the question, guys. So can the can the,
1: the Niners do it a third time? Right. It's, it's always hard to beat a team three times in one season. And, and the argument that the Niners would say is that, you know, we beat them the past six years or the past six times, the past three years. So three times in one season is nothing for us. But, but uh, Matthew Stafford said last time they played in about a month ago in week 18 in L.A., that it got loud and it was a, a hostile environment and that should not be happening in a, in a home stadium. You know, that's, that's stuff that happens to the chargers, you know, ironically, they also play in LA, but that, that's, that's charger stuff where where uh, the opposing teams pose ironically teams fans, yeah. Uh, take over, take over the stadium, but, but this, the, uh, I've seen many, many 49ers fans call Levi stadium South where they, they make the trip down from San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> stadium yeah. South. Oh, and, that's such right, a shock. Yeah, they just
0: spent five billion dollars building a stadium,
1: and now it's Levi's Stadium South. Around, they they uh, they <laughs> the and it's it's uh, just a sea of red. So we oh, we heard about, yeah, it's we spoke about that with the the uh, the Rams trying to use some some uh marketing tricks or or geo geo tracking tricks so that they could have more more Rams fans. But but uh, it's not even like the the Rams are gonna have a home field environment. And but actually on the field, um, the San Francisco is a really efficient offense. Like they. They um they are six six uh, yards per play. They are in the top three. They're actually tied with the Rams. The Rams are also very efficient offense, and we know that with Cup and and OBJ now and a solid running game with Stafford. But San Francisco, for as much as as Rocky and PFF hate on uh, Jimmy G, their offense is extremely efficient, and they they have amazing schemes. Kyle Shannon is an amazing schemer, set, setting up this this play action, and and uh, Rocky to, and PFF. yeah, <laughs> and being able to. Uh, to to set up Jimmy G for, for these easy read um over the middle throws where Jimmy G doesn't have to look to his right or his left, and you just see Kittle over the middle or using Debo in amazing new ways. So I, I think the Niners, Niners offense just really efficient. And that's that's what it is. And and Jimmy G just happens to play well in those clutch times. We saw him lead a a solid four-minute offense drive that that gave them the game-winning field goal. And Robbie Gold has been money in in um postseason. I don't think he's missed, I think he's 20 for 20. In the postseason, he has never missed a field goal. So, so they've got solid special teams. They got solid team all around and and they're just peaking at the right time. So so the Rams, I think the pressure is definitely on the Rams. They went all in on this year. They they traded for Miller, they traded for OBJ. Um, they they traded for Stafford. It's it's I don't think it's their Super Bowl year, as we discussed, I think about a week ago, that that I don't think it's Super Bowl or bust this year, but I believe that the pressure is on them, especially being 0-6 last last six times they played and the fact that they're not going to have a home field advantage necessarily. And they are the favorite team. They are the home team. It's their home stadium. They could be playing in the super bowl next week in their home stadium. Again, I think it's just a lot more pressure in the Rams. I think the Niners, the Niners have a little bit of that. Um, uh, Not like Feisty said, no one doesn't belong here, but they have that feeling like we're playing with house money. We're a wild card team. We're, we're going, we just beat the one seed. Like what else can we do? Let's just keep going. Let's just keep playing with house money. So I think it's definitely going to be definitely going to be tough for the Rams and, and we know their history against the Niners, but, but uh, I think these are very, very well, even matched teams and it's going to be an amazing game. Cause I, I still don't know as, as I'm trying to figure out, as we're talking through this, trying to figure out who I'm going to pick. I I still, I'm not completely sure what, what I'm, what I'm thinking.
0: You segued perfectly into my hot take perfectly. So Jimmy G yes. At the end of the game, it's true. It's true. He made a couple clutch plays, especially in that first game against the Niners. Right? He played very well in the fourth quarter and overtime. Played awful the rest of the game. But you know, he showed up late. He's done that a couple times this year. But are we going to ignore the fact that he's slinging the ball to linebackers the rest of the game? That he's throwing the ball no. late to the flat? Are we going to ignore that? No, I'm not. So you could, but I'm not. So <laughs> this man has the second highest turnover-worthy throw rate in the league, 4.9. You know who he's tied with? Big Ben Roethlisberger. Um, the only the only player he's behind is Mike Glennon. That's not great company to be in. And so the low, the, 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 the low end, a risky, bad mistakes are there. The high end throws are absolutely not there. He has 10 big time throws the entire year. His, his, his rate is 2.2, which is second lowest in the league. He's, he, has no, he has a, a, a low, a, a high floor, right? A low floor, I should say, and a low ceiling. So I don't really see much, uh, m- much reason. I don't really see how he's advancing this offense. So th- here's my hot take, guys. This is my hot take. Yeah. I think the Niners... Should consider starting Trey Lance in this game. <laughs> That's, That's what I okay. think. That is that is a hot take. <laughs> That's what I think. And I'll tell you, and, and I'll tell you why. Okay. The reason, presumably, that they're not starting Trey Lance right now is because they think Jimmy G is the safer bet. He's the yeah. safer bet, right? Does Trey Lance have more upside? Of course. Nobody's gonna argue on that, right? He's got the rushing upside, he probably has more big playability, more, more ability to throw the ball down the field. Jimmy G doesn't really have that, but he's a safer bet. He's more experienced, right? He doesn't make as many mistakes. Recently, Jimmy G's been making those bad throws left and right, and he's been making those mistakes, and he's putting the ball in harm's way. So the downside is there either way. The upside isn't there. What do you gain by starting Jimmy G? I'm just saying, other than experience, which is valuable. Rocky. How valuable is it? I don't know. I, I would consider it. I would consider it. Let me There's come my... at you with your own
2: argument here. Yeah. Okay, Rocky's very own argument to me. When I called out the Chiefs' bills for not being such a good game, Okay. You said to me, and I said, well, over the last five minutes were exciting. And you said to me, that's the whole point of the game is the last five minutes. So let me ask you this, Rocky. In the last five minutes of the football game, is Jimmy G not one of the best quarterbacks number wise? Is he not making the correct throws with under five minutes to go? At the end of the the game, on the line? On the game, (laughs) on the line? Game on the line. Are you going to go to 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 Jimmy? Is Jimmy G not over? You're going to go to Jimmy G. Jimmy G's been playing well. Not saying over any quarterback in the league. Obviously, I'm not going him. Clearly, Mahomes only needed ten seconds to freaking figure it out. And and Aaron Rodgers has been historically crazy on his last you know minute last minute drives. But at the end of the day, right? Numbers are showing right now that. Jimmy Garoppolo is, is a good quarterback when it comes down to the clutch, and in the clutch moment, and in the clutch game when when the game when when the season's on the line, when the game's on the line, and this is a guy that that this is a guy that's been to the Super Bowl, right? Like whether it's been you know, first of all, and you have to remember he's got that Brady he's got that Brady mentality almost where he I mean, he learned something from Brady. Don't he didn't just sit behind him for that long? You don't just sit on the bench behind Brady and not learn a thing or two from the guy. Trust yeah. me, I'm sure he has. Right, so. So he has that he has that he has that Brady in him almost. I don't want to say that, oh, he's Brady. I don't want anybody to come at me, but uh, I just you know. But um, but Jimmy Garoppolo to me now. I I I do see the fact that the Rams are getting hot right now. I don't think that's a big deal with Aaron Donald because there are other people getting inside it. it, you, it there wasn't a defensive line. There was really just Aaron Donald for a couple of years, just being this guy. Yes, they double team him. Yes, they put the best guy on him. They try to do whatever they can to not let Aaron Donald go, but so they got other people to also get in. Um, and Val Miller's going to play a huge factor in that, um, being just getting to the quarterback, playing great defense, um, and, and and I mean it, it's going to come down to tracking Debo Samuel when he's in motion. Uh, you just got to stay with him. I don't know. Excuse me, I don't know the correct schemes for for the to, to beat the 49ers. I don't think there is a correct scheme because I, I think for both teams, it's almost impossible to stop them. They're they are they both their coaches are so, you know, they have this new style of just being able to make changes and great X's and no coaches, uh, great leading coaches. These, these are the future coaches of the league. So um, I mean they they I mean this is going to be a better game than we thought. I think it's people don't realize how good of a game we're actually getting. It's a division yeah. rival with with the with the underdog being the team that has won more th- you know this season twice. like there's so many things and both teams yeah. are so hot and have so many playmakers i mean we're we're in for a great game
0: my, uh, my response to that would be my response to that would be you're comparing whether or not a game was good to whether or not a player is good it's it, it's not even the same realm we're talking about a back and forth game comes down to the end when you have a crazy 2 minutes like that 25 points scored that defines a good game a player playing awful for 58 minutes and then making one or two throws at the end of the game does not make him a good player. I'm sorry. Okay. So two things. Number one, Jimmy G are we like, did he make one, the nice throw, you know, to get them at the 45 yard line at the end of the game against Packers? Yes. But, they scored six points the entire game. They barely got into plus territory the entire game. You cannot discount that because, number one, they got lucky with some special teams plays. It's not lucky on the spe- on the part of the special teams, but it's lucky in the part of the offense, obviously, right, because that's not something they control. So the offense got lucky that they bailed them out in special teams. And, number two, Jimmy G just it couldn't move the ball at all the rest of the game. And are we going to ignore the, the times when he doesn't play well at the end of the game, like against the Cowboys where he, where he broke down in the fourth quarter and made three crucial mistakes and nearly costed them that game? Like you're only looking at the couple times he's made plays. you I'm not looking at the couple times where he hasn't made play made plays in the fourth quarter it balances out it really does i know he has the experience and i know he has made some plays in the fourth quarter um, in so, in some games throughout his career but if you look at jimmy g and the scope of things and that's really how you have to judge him he's not he's just not making the high end throws he's still making the mistakes especially throughout if you look at this year throughout the throughout the, the course of the season I don't really see much much upside to starting him other than experience, other than if it comes to a late game situation and you get close, then maybe you can make a few throws, granted. But you don't want to put yourself in that position in the first place. You don't play to put yourself in a close position so that a guy can make a couple throws. That's not the way you look at a, at a football game before it starts.
1: Of course not. But speaking on the clutchness that, that Micey was talking about um, and Jimmy coming through at the end and <laughs> Rocky, you take about the Trey Lance Blanking. Do you really think if it's a 20, 23-17 ball game, with two minutes or less, and Trey Lance needs to lead a game-winning touchdown drive. And he's got Aaron Donald in his face up the middle and Von Miller off the edge, that there's any way that he's not throwing an interception to Jalen Ramsey. He's going to try to make an ill-advised throw. There's there's no way you can start i – I'm real not so confident game. Jimmy G won't throw an interception either. Of course it's not. It's a real bad mistakes in the game, game this year. Situation. But either way, all the all the numbers are saying uh, that the Rams are the better team. But like Micey was saying, the underdog has won – the past six matchups that these guys have played division rivals and and all the numbers are saying that the rams are better they have a better quarterback they have a little better defense they have a little better offense but it's just i i don't know i can't we we almost saw the rams completely collapse and obviously stafford in the last two minutes of the game even after a sack then he makes those two incredible throws to to cup and i'm not discounting that at all but they were up 27 to 3 and they almost blew it so the the one time um, Sean, McVay. Sean McVay was 45-0, I think, um, when he was leading at halftime. He never lost when he was leading at halftime, which means he takes a lead. He is a good, uh, co- good enough coach, a great coach, who can then adjust and keep the lead, finish off the game. He he doesn't lose. And the one time that he lost was to the Niners in Week 18. They were up 17-3, to and and he gave up. <laughs> Remember, he was on the, uh, he's on the field after the, the Rams had scored a touchdown. He was celebrating with them. Yeah. Off the field, that. and then uh, it didn't work out. It was like his Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Niners—they're okay. trying to knock the Niners out, and they probably should have because they would not be in this position right now if, if the uh, if the Niners were not in the in the playoffs. But but uh, everything is telling me, all the numbers are telling me that the Rams should win. But I don't know. I I feel I feel like the Niners—they're they're, they're too hot, and they have so much experience against this team. Their their fans are going to overrun the stadium. And I just see Jimmy G making enough plays. He's going to make a mistake, but making enough plays to uh, to uh, finish off the, the Rams at the end, and go to the Super Bowl. So you got the Niners. I'm gonna take Niners, something like 27-24, like like we just saw in Week 18. So I'm I'm looking for um, my 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 head. I feel like my head, the numbers, everything is telling me Rams, but. I just, my heart is saying Niners because I think I hear the that. plays. One thing they're going to make enough plays, and we're going to we're going to be set up for another um, Chiefs-Niners rematch, which is crazy because the you know the Niners are not anywhere near where they were in 2019, yeah. but they're hot. So yeah, we'll see what happens. But I I think it's going to be Chiefs-Niners, and I think the uh, the old curse of playing in your home stadium comes back to bite the Rams in the Super Bowl, and they're not going to be playing Super Bowl in their home stadium. Meisty, who you got?
2: I disagree with you either here. But let's see who now. Yeah. Who was the best? Who who was the number one offense this year? Break it down. Tampa Probably Bay Buccaneers. Bucks, yeah. Right. Last week, it was they. Had, they had points. what three points? Okay. I mean, yes. At the end, there was just some wild plays and lucky fumbles and crazy. I mean, absurd things that happened, but had to give them more points. But they held the number one offense to three points. They should not have a problem. Okay. And I, I also did say we were, we were going to see a really close, good game. But my prediction is going to be closer to, uh, I mean, I'm thinking 20, eh, 31, 13 Rams.
0: you got to beat down. I got a little different. I had the Rams 24-17. Two reasons. Number one, I can't see Jimmy G making enough plays to win this game. And obviously, I I like the rest of the Niners team. I like what they've done on the defensive side. I like that they have incredible playmakers, so many versatile players. They can confuse teams and certainly they can win this game, but I'm just going to predict the Rams 24-17. And number two, I want to see Rams cheese again. (laughs) <laughs> we need that again we need that again
2: wow, Bengals are winning though
1: i think it's rocky you no know, in in a week and a half or so we're going to be having the discussion when we do our super bowl preview we'll be like Oh, if Jimmy G wins the Super Bowl somehow, are the Niners going to keep him? <laughs> because, I yeah. know.
0: Well, well, we'll definitely discuss. That'll be an interesting topic to talk yeah. about
1: during Super Bowl week if the Niners win on Sunday. But
0: listen, we got, what, 48 hours now until we see what it all goes down. Uh, it's going to be great. I can't wait to see Jimmy G. Listen, maybe he will make a couple throws. Obviously, you know, it would sort of prove my point if he, if he makes a couple mistakes late in the game. But I'm not rooting against him, of course not. I'm rooting for a great game. Um, whoever wins wins and may the best man win right as they say so thank you for joining us everyone it's been it's been a blast championship weekend that's a wrap and we'll obviously see them all on sunday see all the action go down who will play in super bowl 56 in la la land we will see and we'll obviously have some some cool stuff for you during the two weeks in between championship round and super bowl as well so remember to subscribe on youtube and spotify and apple and everyone have a great weekend